0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Baruch uh, welcome everyone to the Koylel Agra Perka, the Kew Garden Hills branch. Good to see everybody. We have only a week's time to prepare for the great Yom Tif of Shavuos, where we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving us his prized possession, the most coveted, Entity in the world. And we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving us the intellectual majesty to be able to understand and appreciate the Torah HaKadosh What I'd like to share with you this morning, the B'Siyat d'shmaya, Hashem should give us the ability to uh, understand ten gems on Megillas Rus that come from none other than Rev Meir, Leibish, Ben Yechiel Michel. If everyone could kindly mute themselves on the phone, Ramer um, Leibish ben Yechiel Michal, known as the Malbim. The Malbim is one of the greatest commentaries on the Tanakh. The Briskers say that there are three achroinim that have the koyach of a They say Chaim Brisker, they say the Vilnagoin, and they say the Malbim. In fact, there's one particular pasuk in Tehillim. That nobody was able to explain, none of the Rishayim were able to explain, besides for the Malbim. The Malbim uh, always is able to uncover the source. First of all, one of the main themes of the Malbim is that there's no such thing as Shemos Dafim. There are no synonyms in the Torah. Chazak veEmatz. They, they mean different things. Tira, techas they mean different things. Acha Ahasha'alti, me'asasham, avakesh, she'ela, bakasha. While other Mepharshim say these are just synonymous, and they're just a repetition for stylistic purposes, the Malbum always identifies the nuance of meaning of each particular terminology. Furthermore, the Malbim was able to uncover... Many times you read a Gemara and you see the drashas of Chazal and you wonder, you scratch your head, from where do Chazal derive this drasha, this limud? where do they get it from? And the um, Malbim created 613 rules of grammar that Lashon HaKodesh follows and whenever these laws are, seem to be violated, it's a trigger for Chazal to come up with a drasha. Now, Marv um the Chafetz Chaim even writes that we are not privy to how Chazal uh, knew how to darshan psukim. However, says the um, Chafetz Chaim, only someone as great as the Malbum could be able to understand where Chazal get their drushas from. So I would like to share with you 10 gems of the Malbum on Megillas Rus. Marvra let us begin. It was when the in the time of the judges, and there was a hunger in the land. And we know that Elimelech was criticized for leaving the land of Israel, and Chazal say there were many poor people, and apparently Chazal see in the actions of Elimelech, he was running away from the poor, he was running away from the mitzvah of tzedakah, and that's why he was punished so severely, he lost his, his life, he lost his two children, but we have to understand that Elimelech was one of the Gadoi Hador, and if he left the Eretz Yisrael, it is incumbent upon us to understand what was his rationale. And the Malbum explains right off the bat, that is why the Megillah begins, it was in the time that the, of the Judges. Now what do we know about the time of the Judges? Chazal, it says at the very end of Sefer Shoftim, <speaking> in, <Hebrew> in those days there was no king, everybody did whatever they wanted. It sounds like our times. But in the times of the, the Shaifdim, there was no king. They defunded the king. They defunded the uh, those who protected the law, and people did whatever they wanted. And what do we learn in Perkiyavos about the importance of stability of government of law enforcement? In Perkiyavos, it says, "Refund the police. Have a mespael b'shloima shalmachas. Pray for the welfare of the government. Shalmalei meira." If not for the fear of law enforcement, Ish there would be anarchy, there would be chaos, society would implode. By the way, everybody always says, you know, we live in a country, it's a bastion of strength, and nobody would ever invade, nobody would ever conquer, and people think that all the ancient empires, somehow they were uh, conquered from enemies, and they... No, the ancient Roman Empire imploded from within. It just uh, the society and the civilization just crumbled from within. That's the importance of stability of government, law, and, and especially law enforcement. Now, now the, this is the opening, this is the introduction of the Megillah. The Megillah says, it was the time of the judges, there was no king in Israel, so if there's no king in Israel... There's anarchy, there's chaos, and what happens when you live in the big city and they defund the police? There are homeless people living everywhere, and you could be an oyster muflag. you could be a wealthy guy, and on the front stoop of your condominium, you have ten homeless guys saying, hey pal, you want to spare a buck? You want to spare a buck? When you give them a buck, they say, no, I want ten bucks. And then when you give them ten bucks, they pull out a gun and they say, I want five hundred bucks. And without law enforcement, and the homeless are rampant, and the poor are, have nowhere to live, and they're pressuring you, and they're harassing you, and they're antagonizing you, and it just becomes impossible to live there, so everybody leaves the big city and they go to Florida. Says Amavim, that's what happened to Elimelech. This was a time of anarchy, it was a time of chaos. The poor were rampant. There's no law enforcement. There's a the time of the shaytim. There's no melech b'Yisrael, and have a mispala b'shloim reeo Eli Melech had 50 homeless guys sleeping on his front porch. He couldn't walk out of his house without them harassing him and, and, and assaulting him. And he had a he had a leave. He had no choice, or at least he felt he had no choice. His life was in danger, or his just general mental health was in danger. And that is why the Megillah begins, like, he, Rav, when It was in the time of the shoiftim, and there was, it was lawless, and Elimelech had no choice. And even then, it's not like he went permanently. He went, La-gur, He was just sojourning, it was just a brief reprieve. And it's not like he took an official... Uh, Habitation is Biste mayav. It was just in the fields of mayav. It was just he had to get out of the big city until the they got a new governor, and hopefully he was hoping the new governor would allow him and his fellow Jews to move back to the big city. Now, if that doesn't sound like a contemporary issue, I don't know what does. Okay, we move on to the second offering, and to me, the second offering is in a way one of the most misunderstood Psukim in Megilas Rus. The Gemara Nivamus tells us that from what Naomi told Rus, we can infer, excuse me, what Rus responded to Naomi, we can infer what Naomi told Rus. So for example, um, here they are, they're about to part from each other, and the Psukim tell us that uh, Rus tells Naomi, stop pressing me. Wherever you go, I'll go. Meaning, from there we learn that Naomi told Rus, there's Tchum Shabbos. So Rus says, no problem, wherever you go, I go. Then Naomi tells Rus, there's an Isra of Yichud. You can't be in private quarters with another man. So Rus says, I will lodge where you lodge. And then Naomi tells Rus, you know, there's 613 mitzvahs. And then she says, you know, you have to keep, you have to watch out, you can't survive those. And then finally, Rus says, Hashem li and then she utters the famous expression, only death will separate between us, until death do us part. Only death will separate us. That is how it is typically understood to mean. Only death will separate us. Comes the Malbim, and the Malbim says, no, that's not what it means, it means just the opposite. Because Naomi tells Rus, Rus, you know, I don't understand. You love me so much. You're so attached to me. That's wonderful. That's great. So stick around with me. I go shopping for every Monday and Thursday. You could come. I play bingo Tuesday night. You could join me for that. On Wednesday afternoon, I go to the sisterhood. You'll come with me. But why do you have to be a Jew? We could still hang out together. We could still spend time together. And Ruth says, you're right. If all I wanted was your company, if all I wanted was your conversation, if I only wanted to be friendly and loving with you, I didn't have to convert. But you know I have to convert? Ki hamaves yafrid Because if I don't convert, then death will separate between us. Because you will go to the Olam Hanashamais. To the world of souls, to bask in the glory of the Divine Presence, you will go into Olam Haban, to Gan to be nene from the Ziv HaShchina, and I will be cast away from the inner sanctum of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as an Avayda The reason why it is so important for me to convert is not for this world, because for this world I could stick together with you, I could... Hang out with you. I can associate with you. But what I'm afraid of is, <speaking in Hebrew> I'm afraid that death will separate us. And I don't want to be separated by death. Offering number three. <speaking in Hebrew> and she said to them, I'll <speaking in Hebrew> Don't call me Nami. mara. Call me mara. Kiheimar shakai because the Almighty made it very bitter for me. Ani halachti I left full, very calm, hashivani Hashem, but I came back empty. La hamasikren alin Why do you call me nami? Hashem God has afflicted me. Shakai heirali. So what do we call these two psukim? repetitious, superfluous. Nami just said in Pasuk Beis, don't call me Nami. Why is she repeating Pasuk Khafalif? Um, in Pasuk Chaf she says, don't call me Nami. In Khafalif, why does she say, why do you call me Nami? And the Malbim says in his Perosh, Geza Yishai, that there is a very frightening type of Hashkacha Pratis that sometimes God wants to inflict great punishment, He will elevate a person to great heights and the pinnacle of success so that when He brings them down to poverty, it will be all the more painful like it says in Iyayv, <laughs> or the, like it says in im sheyay ilanetzach <laughs> If you rise to the heavens, you will be in pain like the dung, or of If you place your nest among the stars, I will bring you down from there. So Naomi says like this, Why are you calling Naomi pleasantness? My life ain't too pleasant right now. Very bitter, my husband died, my children died. So right now I'm very bitter. But then she added another point. Why did you ever call me Naomi? Naomi you think the success I had, the wealth, the power, the prestige, being married to Elimelech, being the mother of Machan Mekilyon, all of that success, it turns out it was never pleasantness. The whole purpose of it was that I should suffer more and be more aggrieved, now having lost it, then I would have been better off never having all of that success. So number one, don't call me Nami. Number two, all that pleasantness was all so that I would suffer greater at the time of punishment. So not only am I not Nami now, why do you ever call me Nami? It wasn't even Nami before, it was all so that I should be punished. Rabbi Isai, take a look at number nine. And behold, Boyaz was coming from Beislechem. And he says to the harvesters, May God be with you. And they said to him, Bless you, God. And the Mabam is troubled by the word Vihine. Raise your hand if in the course of casual conversation, you usually tell somebody, you know, I was walking down the street, and behold, a car was coming. Raise your hand, please, if you use the word behold in the course of everyday casual conversation. Mm-hmm. No, nobody. Esasher yesh not on the telephone, not on the Zoom not if I see your face, not if I see your name. Nobody uses the word Behold. You know why? Because what does Behold mean? I don't know if it means anything, so why use it? But the Malbum says, why is it in Tanakh? says the Malbum, the word Behold has a very specific connotation. The word Behold means a Davar Chadash. Wow! Whew! Something new. Here's the greatest example. Here's the paradigm. Vayihi It was the morning. Vihine leah. A surprise, Yaakov, Avino. It's leah. What? I, I thought I was marrying Rachel. Vihine leah. The word vihine means surprise. You didn't know that one. A new thing. davar Chadash. What is the surprise over here in Megillah? So the says in Dafnon Dalad that Boyaz and his court enacted the following law that when you greet your friend, you could greet your friend with the name of God. Because you would think that's like taking God's name in vain. To say Hashem's name in the course of a greeting, you're not making a bracha, you're not davening, it's not in the service of Hashem. What right do you have to invoke the name of Hashem? No. What we're learning, Bayaz uh, and his court enacted either to greet somebody with the name Shalom, Shalom is the name of Hashem. By the way, how is Shalom the name of Hashem? Uh, the Malbim brings in Nayach, if you take Yud Ke, Ke and you put underneath it Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. You take the Yud, you times it by the Aleph. Yud times Aleph is ten. You take the hay, you times it by the Dalid. He times Dalet is twenty. We're up to thirty. You take the Vav, you times it by Nun. That's Vav times Nun, six times fifty, three hundred, three thirty. You take the He times Yud, fifty, three eighty. You know what three eighty is? The Gematria of Shalim. Shin lamid Vav Mem 376 plus the four letters of Shalim is three eighty. God's two names multiplied one on the other is Three eighty. So Bayaz made a Takana, that when Reuven greets Shimon, when Yaakov greets Yitzchak, you say either Shalom Aleichem, or you say the name of HaKadosh Baruch Why did Bayaz make this Takana? Because these were wild times, it was the Wild West then. There was no king, There is no law enforcement. People, they in very long shemana esrays, but don't do business with them, because they'll rip you off. They were ferocious and had nothing to fear. So Bayaz needed to inject the fear of God into everyday business transactions. So what he did was to remind them, Yesh din dayan. He was masakin that when Reuven says a to Shimon, No, Hashem Machem, wake up! There's a Rebunashem, who is koisei b'sefer, komash atoiseh. There's an ayin roya, there's a Lev, there's a oizen shremaas. Wake up! Yid. Hashem imachem. Oh, Hashem, now we could do business. So here it is, when Nami and Rus were returning from the same ayah, Vihinei was coming, behold, there's a new thing, you know what the new thing was? The surprise was, V'yaz made a new Takana. The Takana is, from now on, you greet somebody, you use the name of Hashem. Here we go, offering number five. So, Bayez meets Rus, and Bayez tells Rus, I heard all about you. I heard you gave up the honor of royalty, and you wanted to join the Jewish, pe- Jewish people. And he tells her, Yishalim Hashem Pahlech God should pay you back for your work. <laughs> God should pay you for your work and your reward should be complete. Says the Malbum. this is also superfluous. What are these two rewards to which Bayaz refers? He says, God should pay you for your work and your recompense should be complete. Says the Holy Malbum. He says, I already uh, investigated and studied that and questioned if a person has the merit to perform the mitzvahs of Hashem, to daven, to say Amen, you know what kind of privilege it is to say Amen, to answer a baruchu, that you make a crown for Baruch Hu, to learn Torah, to wear a tefillin, reward? <laughs> reward, here, here's a million dollars. You say, what's my reward for taking the million dollars? Right? Imagine, you know, you, you hand somebody um, a gold ring, and the person says, well, and what's my reward for taking it? So God hands you a mitzvah, with which it brings you closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you're serving the Malach Malachim, Malach. now you want to know what the reward is? the greatest privilege in the world is that you just did the mitzvah. Sekhar mitzvah mitzvah. What more could you want? So why is the Torah full of promises? The reward should be the mitzvah itself. What more is needed than the performance of the mitzvah? Especially the mitzvah is so sweet, so delectable, it's so enjoyable, it gives us so much satisfaction. That's life. However, says the most people don't appreciate that. Most people are not connected to the mitzvah in that sense that they feel the inner joy and the satisfaction and the closeness to that the Baruch that it resonates with them. What, well, pal, what do you need reward? The fact that you did the mitzvah, that's the greatest reward. But it should be. And therefore, God offers us the reward... As a way of enticing us to perform the mitzvah, so that ultimately we will do the mitzvah and recognize that reward is not necessary. There's no, there's nothing sweeter and more enjoyable in the world than the performance of the mitzvah. So this is what Bayaz tells Ross: Yeshaliim Hashem God should pay you for your actions, but the truth is, Usihi Maskorteich Shlema the main reward, the ikkar schar, in its fullness, in its fulfillness, the Ikr reward is Asher Baslach, so it's Tachas K'nafav, that you came to take, take refuge under God's shchina. That's the Shar Shalema, that's the wholesome reward. Yes, God should indeed give you recompense, but the shar Shalema is that you, that you have the privilege to perform the mitzvah. Okay, Rabbi Say number six, here's one of my favorite ones. Vigaham Shol Tashailulah Minats Vasim Azavtam delikitavaruva. So Bayas secretly tells his workers, drop produce as if it's leket, so that Rus will take it and eat it. The Azavtem and forsake it. Again, Vigahaham Sholta Shailulah Minhatzvasim Va'azavtem, drop the grain from the bundles and forsake it. The Malbim wants to know what exactly is the difference between uh, drop it and forsake it. Shoyotasholullah is drop it. Va'azavtem is forsake it. It's the same thing. Says the Malbim, no, no, no. Here's the problem. (coughs) The workers were instructed to drop the grain. As if it would be Leket. Now Leket is Pater from maser. However, it was not really Leket. It's fake Leket. So Rus is going to eat it, and she's going to be eating Tevel, because Shumas and masers were not taken off. What do you mean? But it's, like, it's not Leket. It's, it's fake Leket. They made believe they dropped it, but it's not really Leket. So it's still Chayv and So they're being machshel Rus. So that's why he adds, and then forsake it, make it hefker. Hefker is pater from Shumas HaMasras. So, Gam drop it, and after you drop it, forsake it. But if you don't forsake it, you're, you're going to be uh, putting a stumbling block before Ras. Okay, here's an amazing one. This one I get in trouble with, but look, what can we do? We can only speak the truth. You know, my, uh, I like to say, I don't know if it's right, but I like to say, um, you might as well speak the truth, because uh, if they're not going to like what you say regardless, so you have nothing to lose by actually saying the truth. Anyway, so here's the truth. The Pasuk says, "Va meros ha Gaham Kiomarelai Imhanorim Asherli Tidbakin Adim Kilu Ace Kalakotzi Rasherli Nami Rus tells Nami Rus now watch this. All of a sudden, after she comes back to the fields of Bayaz. And she's had many conversations. She, she's called Rus Hamoyavia, Rus the Moabite. Ooh, what a mamishachasivos! Here she converted, and she left her nation. And the Torah is now still giving her this pejorative term. She's a Moabite. Why well, she, She's a Yisraelis. Why are we calling her a Moabite? And she says, the man told me, I should stick around his his guys. Imhana orim ashalit However, the Malbom points out an amazing Diak, that if you look carefully at the words that Bayaz told Rus, Bayaymer, Bayazel Bayaz al-Rus, haloi, shamahat b'ti, al-teh lechi, l'lkoit v'sadeh acher, ve'gaham lo'isa avuri mizeh, Bakin, Imna im <Hebrew> na'ar Bayaz tells Rus, have you not heard my daughter? Don't go collect in a different field. Don't pass on from here. The kin im Naaro Cling to my maidens, to my female workers. That is not what Rus reported that Baya said. Rus told Nami that he said to me, Imhanaorimashali Tidbakin, hang out with the guys. And if you look carefully what Bayaz told Rus, Bayaz told Rus, hang out with the girls. Says the Malbum, Rus was a very from lady. She was a convert. She was very from. She kept Khum Shabbos, and she threw away Zara, and she kept all the mitzvahs in the Torah. However, there's one Jewish sensitivity. That despite her righteousness and her modesty, she still did not appreciate. And that is, Baya says, when you come to the field, hang out with the girls. Over here, we have separate seating in my field. And Ruth, having come from Moab, as righteous and modest as she was, she did not yet have the Jewish value of the importance of separating the genders. And therefore she reported inaccurately that he said, I should hang out with the young the young boys, maybe I'll find someone to marry. Ooh, she doesn't yet have the Jewish sensitivity to, to realize that at a simcha, at a gathering, God prefers that the genders are separate. Ooh, she's still a Moabite. Because a person can be righteous, and have a good heart, and even be somewhat learned, but it requires in-depth learning to appreciate and recognize that the Torah ideal is that the Yibay Hashanah prefers the separation of the genders when it's, when it's uh, proper and correct. And therefore, uh, the Torah, so to speak, giving her a pejorative term. She's a righteous convert but in this hashgafa, she's still a Moabite. Because at her Lachayims and her Varts and her brisim, she doesn't understand. It's supposed to be separate. We move on. So Nami tells Rus, offering number eight. Here's the plan this man, he could be your redeemer. So when he lays down, go find out the place that he sleeps. And you're going to go and uncover his feet. And it will be, when he lies down, find out where he sleeps, uncover his feet, says the Malbim, what exactly is Rus doing by uncovering Bayaz's feet? Certainly she is making an advance that he should be mekayim in the midst of Yibum. But what is the symbolism of uncovering his feet? Now the Malbum explains they were embarrassed to sh- ask straight out that uh, Rus should ask Bayaz, please marry me. But instead, Nami tells Rus to ask him in a roundabout way. Well, says the Malbim, a Kabbalistic secret. We know that in the process of Yibum, if the Yavam does not want to do Yibum, the Yavama, the potential Yavama, removes his shoe. What is the symbolism of the removal of the shoe, says the Malbim? The shoe represents the body. Because if I, I ask you a question, what is the role of a shoe? What is the function of a shoe? The shoe merely houses the lowest part of the body. Nobody, unless you're the little old lady, you don't live in a shoe. Your feet stay in the shoe. The shoe houses the lowest part of the body. Likewise, the body is like the shoe to the neshama, because most of the neshama is not in the body. The Rebbe Chaim writes, only the lowest, lowest part of the, of the soul is actually in the body. So the body is like a shoe. When someone dies without children, their soul has no respite. Their soul is looking for a continuity. And therefore, we ask the brother of the deceased to perform an act of altruism. Marry the wife of the deceased so that your brother's soul has somewhere to go. Because the offspring of Yibum when... A man is miyabim, his brother's wife. The child that is born, that child does not belong to the father. That child is, is, the soul of the deceased, is the deceased. The soul of the deceased then rests in the body of the child. So yibum is the greatest act of altruism, because this child does not belong to the parent. This child is the deceased coming back to the world for a second time. So who would want to do that? Who would want to father a child and the child doesn't belong to them? But that's the mitzvah. The mitzvah is a great act of chesed. It's the ultimate chesed. You bring a child into the world to serve as a body for the soul that's in flux and that soul rests in the body. That's the symbolism of the shoe where the Yavama tells the Yavam You don't want to give a shoe to your brother. I will remove your shoe. You are now the shoeless, not shoeless Joe Jackson. You are shoeless because you don't want to offer your brother a shoe. You don't want to offer your brother's soul that's in flux, that's in turmoil. You don't want to give it respite by offering him the body by producing a child. So Nami tells Rus, what you want to do is you want to uh, intimate... You want to hint to Bayaz. Bayaz, you need to offer a shoe to the soul of Machlan that died without children, and the soul is in flux, and that shoe will be the child that you produce, and therefore, by uncovering the legs of Bayaz, the message is Bayaz, we need a pair of shoes over here. Can you offer it to us? Can you be so kind as to give a shoe to your relative, Machloin, whose soul is in flux. Offering number nine. So Rus says, I made him the offer, and he said, I'm going to let you know, I'll get back to you, there's a, a closer redeemer, there's a Goyal, who's karoiv many, and uh, no, Rus is getting a little bit nervous, because who knows, maybe he's just stalling for time, Maybe he ain't getting back to me for a while. He said, "Give me the cl- the cloak that's upon you," and he grabbed the cloak. And he measured out six barley measurements, and he gave it to her, and she went back to the city. And she comes to the, her mother-in-law, and she says, who are you, my daughter? And she told her everything the man did. And she said, he gave me six barleys. He said, she, um, she said, he told me, don't come back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. V'ato'ymer shviviti ad asher teidin davar ki hi lo yishko'id ha-ish ki emkilo don't worry. Sit right here. Sit tight. This man will not rest. This man will not relax until he consummates the matter today. You will have an answer today. Adorya, Adornisht. Whether he's interested or not, he ain't going to procrastinate, he ain't going to prolong, he ain't going to delay. He's going to take care of this today. And the Malbim is bothered. How did Nami know that Bayaz would take care of the matter today? Maybe he's just stalling for time. Maybe he would schlep it out. It seems to have something to do with the fact that he measured out six. A measurement of six. Says... The Malbim, in fact, yes, there is a connection. What does it mean, Vayomed Sheish Sa'orim? He measured out six barleys. Says the Malbim, in his opinion, the measurement of Sheish refers to a kav, which is a sixth of a sa. Because back in the day, they divided measurements into six, like the Pasuk says in Yechezgal, V'shi Shisem Es and this measurement is called sheish. Now halachically, you don't give a poor man less than one meal, a chatsi kav. And Bayaz gave Rus one full kav, which is one breakfast for her and one breakfast for Naomi. So Rus comes home and Naomi is expecting a big care package from uh, the relative. And Nami says to us, knew how much food did he give? And he gave a kav. A kav? That's breakfast for me, breakfast for you. What are we going to eat for dinner? Oh, Nami says, I know for sure this man, by the end of the evening, he will have an answer. The fact he only gave us both breakfast, and he didn't even give us more than one meal, that means this man is signaling to us that this will be taken care of today. By the end of the day, by the time the day, the day is over, you will know whether he will um, perform the Mitzvah Yibum or whether he'll give it over to Pliny Almighty. Marv Rabbi said the following offering the tenth gem of the Malbum. The end of the Megillah is very difficult. When Rus finally gives birth to. This child, Oived, and they give her a bracha, they say, the biggest pela is the neighbors name the kid. Which is half of a fella. When was the last time you were at a bris. And, uh, then Moyal turns to the father, and the father's about to say the name, and the mother says, Yeah, who cares what you say? I'm gonna ask your neighbor what we should call the kid. As far as I know, neighbors usually don't have the right of naming the kid. And the neighbors say, <laughs> And then the biggest pela is Who nurses the child? As far as I know Most daughter-in-laws would not appreciate If their mother-in-law nursed the child It's just my gut feeling That most daughter-in-laws Would not particularly appreciate that So Nami becomes the wet nurse and more peladic vatik you me. when the kid's born they said it's the mother-in-law's kid and the neighbors named the kid Marvo says the album this is all the secret of Ibam when a man dies and he's married without children, the soul is in flux that soul needs a body to go into and that goes into The child that is born from the Leverite marriage, from Yibum, The child that is born from Yebum is the deceased, is the Gilgal of the deceased. The soul of the deceased goes into the new child. Hence, when the child is born, they said, Yulad, Bain. Nanami, a child is born to Nami. Furthermore, Nami nurses the child, because this is Nami's kid, it's not Rus' kid. Furthermore, says Echidah, based on the Alshech, that Rus was the Gilgal of the oldest daughter of Light. Now the oldest daughter of Light did a very admirable thing by living with her father to perpetuate the world, The only infraction that she committed was the name she gave, Mayav, was a little bit too crude and explicit that she had illicit relations with her father. So in order to correct it this time around, Rus, when they say, Rus, what do you want to call the child? Rus said, this time I'm not saying anything. I won't even name the child. I'm giving over the naming to my neighbors. That was the Tikkun for what the oldest daughter of Lloyd did by calling the child Mayav. These are 10 beautiful ideas brought out from the Malbom, from the words of the Navi Shmuel who wrote Seferus as a Psak Halacha as to the Kashrus of David Hamelech and ultimately the Megillah ends that that the whole purpose of Megillah is to bring the Davidic dynasty to fruition. May we be zoyche to see the restoration of the Malchus based David, re- uh, revealing and manifesting the, Ma- the Malchus Shemayim bimherev Aminu Amen. Shkayach everyone.